Welcome to this week's episode of True Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your host, Drea. And this week we're going to do, I think, a pretty fun one. So we're going to be doing some Marvel movie rankings out of like all the different phases of Marvel movies thus far. So I anticipate that this will be a pretty good one and probably a pretty like, uh, how should I put this? There'll be some hot takes in here, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, hot takes for sure, especially on my end, because I know that a crowd pleaser is not one of my favorite characters. So, you know, it's so interesting that you say that because I feel like I have some pretty hot takes in here as well, especially when we get into phase three in Marvel. I feel like there's some hot takes. So that should be pretty fun. But first, as always, we're going to start out with our week update. So, Drea, how's your week been? Well, as we weren't able to get a podcast out last week, it's been kind of like a two-week stint since we have gone over this. And right. in those two weeks, I've been busy. I've had a lot going on. We had some tragedy. Well, I personally didn't have tragedy, but there was tragedy around me with my sister's friend passing away. Right. So that was really challenging to kind of be like an a bystander to that because even though you know like even though it's not necessarily affecting me and not necessarily like a person that I felt close to it's like knowing all the people that it is affecting and like being close to them has been really taxing on me right and yeah so that's been that's been really challenging but other than that my sister moved into her new house which is really exciting Mm -hmm. and I got to go over there a few times and see like you know all of her stuff well not moved in but like all of her like boxes and everything in her house so very excited for her she has two wine coolers in her kitchen, which are, which like is a point in her house that I am very envious of. <laughs> um, so that's very, very neat getting to see all that transpire. Um, other than that, just kind of like wrapping up the loose ends at work. The 15th of this month, which, of this month, which is next week, is my last day officially like working for the district and it's wild because I don't know like when I took this job I really didn't take it with the intent to become a teacher so mm-hmm. it's kind of like crazy for me to be quitting like a very stable job and pursuing student teaching where I'm not paid at all <laughs> right so, yeah I know I've, I've talked about it before on the podcast but that is coming up very quickly so just kind of like putting things together getting my ducks in a row Um, I cleaned out my desk today, which was kind of like, wow. (laughs) yeah, well, cause like I had a bunch of like random stuff and it's like, well, I don't want to like leave it to the very end, I guess. So I just like packed it all up in my backpack and like took it home today. And I'm like, dang, it's, I don't know. It got me like all sentimental. It's, but it's okay. Like, um, I've actually randomly, not randomly, but like recently been spending a lot of time with my boss, like outside of work. He came, so me and Alex, we had like a movie night. Well, we had like a whole weekend of things, but we had a movie night this past Friday and we watched the new Disney movie Cruella. And so my boss came over to that because he's a big Disney nerd. So he came and enjoyed that with us. Um, But aside from that, like I've been going with him a lot to like dog parks with his two dogs. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow we're going golfing. He's going to teach me how to golf. (laughs) So that'll be fun. And then he invited me over to his house on Thursday to watch The Bachelor. But I'm like, I'm not really interested. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see if I go to that. I don't know if I will. Um, So it makes me like feel good that the people that I'm close to at my work, I'm still 
going to be close to even after I quit and after I'm gone. So it's all okay. It's just kind of like a lot is changing around me very rapidly. And I don't know, it's kind of like intense. I'm trying to not be overwhelmed by it, but it's a lot. And then lastly, I, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in prior podcasts, but I've had a lot of stress recently in terms of my schooling because so what happened is basically I'm getting a dual credential for being a teacher in ed and also single subject English but I guess it's not really common I guess if you get a dual credential usually you get it in special ed and you get it in multi-subject because as as an ed specialist you can teach special ed at all grade levels and Mm -hmm. so it makes most sense for you to also get your multi-subject because then you can be like at the elementary you could be right well, da, 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 da. So I guess that's generally what people do, but I'm like, I don't want to teach elementary 100%. So I'm getting my single subject. And I guess my college didn't take into account that people could possibly do that. And so there's two classes that I need and they're both offered in the summer. And so I was planning, okay, I need these two classes in order to start my student teaching in the fall. And they're at the exact same time and on the exact same day which is very annoying because there's only like five classes total offered in the summer for like the master's like program for teaching. That's horrible planning. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So then I talked to my advisor and I was like, Hey, so what do I do? Because I need these classes done so that I can student teach in the fall. And like, I, you know, like I can't take them both at the same time. And so she was like, well, I have two options for you and neither of them are great. She's like, one, either you can just take one class now, student teach for one subject in the fall, take the other class, and then student teach for the other one in the spring. So I would effectively be student teaching for a whole year instead of just for one semester. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And then the other option was she was like, you have to to like do your due diligence, do your research and find another school that has an equivalent course and take that course at like either un- enroll in another school, take the course at another school and then transfer it to our school. But it's a lot of work because one, I had to find a course that is equivalent um, because it's not like, you know, like EDUC, like 501 isn't going to, it's not going to be called EDUC 501 at another school, you know? Right. So I had to like go through all these different schools first, see if they would accept like open enrollment, which is basically like I enroll in the school just to take a class, not necessarily to like finish a program with them. Right. Um, so at a final school that does that, at a final school that had summer courses that were like, cause I, I, I needed a specific course. So like I needed to find summer courses that match that course. I had to get it approved my, by my advisor. And I had to do this all like in a matter of a few weeks because when I really, cause I didn't, I didn't anticipate this happening. Otherwise, if I knew this was going to happen, I would have been doing this months ago. But I didn't right. anticipate it happening until they released, like they opened up like, oh, time to register for summer courses. And I saw that the times were exactly the same. So like this is a few weeks ago and like summer starts right now. Like literally this week I start my first course. So I was panicking. Ultimately, I found a course that worked at Cal Poly. And but here's the thing. I and you also, Alex, because you went to Laverne with me, a right. private school. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm spoiled or I don't know if I just am used to competent people helping me, (laughs) but I couldn't believe the level of incompetence 
at state schools because I like contacted multiple state schools. I contacted like Cal State, uh, LA, San, uh, San Francisco State, like a bunch of different state schools that I was trying to like see if I could do online. And Cal Poly was the only one that I, that like, first of all, they didn't even get back to me, but like I found a course that matched one of the courses I needed. So I was trying to enroll in it. And every single time that I would try to ask someone like, Hey, like, how do I do this? What is the next step? Like they would just like pawn me off to someone else. And like, no one really had answers. And finally they were like, Oh, you have to like register for this open enrollment thing. Da, 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 wait for an email. So I'm doing the whole process. Right. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where it's just like, okay, now submit the course you want to take. And I did. And then I hadn't heard back for like two weeks and time is running out. Like I'm saying, like literally this week is like the first week I'm starting. So I'm just right. like, okay. So I email like their registrar or whatever. I'm like, Hey, like, when will I know if I got in this course? Cause I kind of need to know. And they're like, Oh, like, I don't know. You have to like contact the professor. And I'm like, okay, well, where's the information for who the professor is? So I'm like looking everywhere. I find the name of the professor and it doesn't give me any contact information. I'm like literally Googling her name, like Cal Poly, the professor's name, like nothing. And I email the person. I'm like, Hey, can you provide me with their contact information? And they respond, Oh, sorry, we don't know it. And I'm like, don't you work there? Like you can't figure it out and you expect, you can't figure it out. And you expect me, someone who doesn't even go to the school to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I just took a shot in the dark and I did like, like the first letter, the first name, the last name at like cpp.edu. And I was like, Hey, I really hope this is such and such. Like, can you accept me into your class? And like a kid responded and they're just like, sorry, I'm a student there. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's, it was impossible. And so finally I was like, this is not going to work. Like I cannot waste my time hoping for this stupid class to like work out because like no one's telling me and I don't even know. Da, 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 da. And so I found another course at Laverne because thank you, Laverne, um, that worked. But the only issue was that it was freaking private school it is double the price to take this one course Mm. so if I would have taken it at Cal Poly it would have been like a thousand three hundred ish and at Laverne it's three thousand seven hundred for one freaking course oh oh my god and so literally I had to shovel it out like I was like what I don't have another option I don't want to student teach for a whole year I'm just going to pay for this dang course. And the real, and I know like people are listening to this and they're just like, you have to pay for your courses anyway, if you're at your own college. But here's the thing. I don't (laughs) because (laughs) I work for the college I go to. So I get a free education. So I don't pay for any courses that I take there. So this is super annoying that because the stupid faculty didn't think maybe a person wants to take these two courses and maybe we have so much time in the summer but we have to put these two courses at the exact same time didn't take into consideration that now I have to pay four thousand dollars at another private school to take this dang course in the summer I'm so sorry (laughs) it's been so stressful it's been so stressful but alas it's fine and I start my course at Laverne this Thursday. And the other annoying thing is that like this stupid course is so long. It starts this week and it goes all the way through August. And I'm like, my course at Whittier starts next week and ends in July. That's lame. But I'm not letting it get to me. Can't you tell? (laughs) At least, I mean, at least you're able to take it. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be positive, especially because there's like a lot of 
employment opportunities coming my way. Unfortunately, in terms of special ed, which I was really hoping to not take special ed, (laughs) but there's like literally so many opportunities coming my way to stay at South Hills too and be a special ed teacher. And so I can't say no. And so for that reason, because I was really at the point, like when all this, when CPP wasn't getting back to me, I was really at the point just being like, you know what? I don't even want to teach special ed. I'm just not going to get my credential. I know I need one more class for it, but I'm just not even going to get that credential. I'm just going to get the English credential and be done with it. And then literally like three different people were just like, Hey, we have a special ed job opening up. Like at the end of next year, you need to get your credential. And I'm like, Oh my God. So here I am $4,000 poorer. Well, we're just like going to sit here and hoping that it ends up being something good. You know, once you get your credential, that'll end up paying you back in some way, you know? You know, what would be the most annoying thing really is what? if I'm going through all this trouble to get both my single subject and my ed specialist credential, and then I don't teach either. And I just teach business with my CT credential that I just applied for. That would be the real annoying thing. Well, we're not going to think about that right now. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> so that was my week update. Alex, how was yours? So uh, yeah, my week has been good. As you've already said, it's been busy. Like, I mean, that's a big part of why we didn't get to do a podcast for the last week. It's just like, it's been so busy. I think you and I both are going through so much transition right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All over that it's kind of like, well, we just need to take a beat, take a minute to get ourselves, you know, on the right track. But the really funny thing is, is that it seems that you have owned me for two weekends in a row. I know, like, literally. <laughs> We've, we spent at least Friday and Saturday together for two weekends in a row. What did we do great. last weekend? So the weekend before was the, our friends, um, when we're celebrating our friends, right? In P- Pasadena. Oh, that's and right. Then, and then Eduardo's birthday. Oh, that's right. Oh my God, you're right. I did yeah. it for two weekends. And then this weekend, what do we do on Friday? We went dinner to Felipe's friends, house. Yeah, dinner at Felipe's house which is awesome. What We watched Spy Kids, you guys. Can we just like take a minute on that? <laughs> this podcast is actually a Spy Kids movie review. <laughs> Watching oh my Spy God. Kids after all that time, it was really, really crazy. Like I told my uh, my siblings the next day, just like, guess what I watched last night? I watched Spy Kids. And they're just kind of like, oh, so how do you like it after all this time? I'm just like, I'll tell you what, Junie is a little punk. Junie is so annoying. It's unbelievable. It's kind of like, what a useless kid, man. Like, you, I think you felt for him a little bit more when you were, like, that age. Oh, 100. I remember being like, oh, Junie, like, he's just, you know, he's just that kid. He's okay. And then now, like, as an adult watching him, like, I would throw this kid off a cliff. Like, I would be <laughs> like, you're dead weight, man. You're staying home. Right. Just totally on Carmen's side on that one. Yeah, Carmen just beat him up. Literally, Carmen was the best. She was super cool. And then the next day, we had the longest of long days. I had breakfast with my family at 7.30. Which is already heinous. Yeah. So I was up by like 6.30, so I could like take a shower and stuff too. Yeah, 7.30, breakfast with my parents. And then 9 a.m., yoga class with you. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted to do it because it was $5. But here's the thing, you guys. Like, it's in... yoga studio is in Claremont right across well like right around the corner from like a really nice park Mm -hmm. which when you think like outdoor class like if they're at you know a regular studio you wouldn't necessarily think like you think they go to maybe like a park or something especially since it's like around the corner from them 
But no, so what they decided to do was they had like this like second floor patio sort of deal attached to their new studio directly in the sunlight. Basically no shade at all. Yeah. I mean, in their defense, I can see the thought process and not wanting to go to like a park because like you can't really account for like noise or like interruptions. So I get it. But nonetheless, it did not work out. It was way too hot. Yeah, because, like, by the end of it, the t- instructor was just kind of like, yeah, we made a mistake. This time I think we're just going to, you know, have this in the studio. Because, like, here's the thing, right? It's like, you know, it was kind of, you know, more so in the morning, which is fine. But this is Southern California, June. Mm-hmm. It's the summer now. It's going to be hot. And if I was really anticipating it being in direct sunlight, then I would have worn sunscreen. Mm-hmm. But, but I did not. The good news is that you were not as sunburnt as I was anticipating you were going to be. Yes, that was like the grace of God right there, by the way, (laughs) that I didn't get like, because here's the thing, man, like I've been inside for like a year. So like Mm -hmm. getting, it's easier to get sunburnt that way because like I haven't been spending much time in the sun and we spent an like an hour and 15 minutes doing that class. So like Mm -hmm. that was an hour and 15 minutes of unprotected sun time. Yeah, it was intense. You got to really give your skin props for holding up that long. Yeah, because like I got, I did get sunburnt for sure. Yeah, like that's true. But it wasn't like it didn't hurt. I mean, my skin felt a little bit tight, but it was really awesome because when I got home, I just, you know, put some generous amount of aloe on both arms. And when I woke up the next morning, the sunburns were gone. That's awesome. That's so good. I'm like, thank you, Lord. (laughs) So good. But yeah, so we did that at nine and then right afterwards went to brunch, which was good. It was a good brunch. Then ran around for the next like part of the day trying to get ready for two different birthday parties. Mm -hmm. Man alive. That was that like the longest day ever. I was so exhausted when I got home that night. And I'll tell you what. The next morning, I was still exhausted. <laughs> I was pretty tired too. I, I don't think I was as tired as you because I feel like at the end of the night, I looked over at you and you were just like, <laughs> like you were like yawning and I was like, oh, poor Alex. I don't think I was quite as tired as you, but I was really tired. And the next day I was definitely sore. I wasn't really that sore. I mean, granted, you did a lot more of the movements than I did because like here's like my really big thing when we were doing that yoga, which I actually really appreciated from the instructor mm-hmm. is like her emphasis on you going know, at your the, own pace yeah going at your own pace and like doing the poses to the extent that it makes sense to your body mm-hmm. like it's not meant to be something that's like you know overly taxing mm-hmm. you know, it's supposed to be like mindfulness and relaxation and blah, blah blah so like you know if you can't like do the pose or if you just want to go like back into child pose and just rest because that's what your body's telling you then do that so I'm just like hey man I got nothing to prove I'm just gonna go back to into child's pose and I just don't feel like doing this stuff anymore Mm -hmm. so that's probably why I was less sore than you because I think that you I think for the most part just did all the movements I did all the movements until the very end Sharon kept our friend Sharon who went with us she kept going like past me and I was like I I'm tapping out my body is shaking like I can no longer do this But it was really good. Yeah. Like you said, the instructor was really great at like, and that's how I've experienced most yoga instructors to be with the courses I've personally taken. Mm-hmm. Um, very like accommodating to like the varying levels of ability, which I think is like, it's very 
welcoming to like people who aren't accustomed to doing exercise because I know a lot of times like people say like I don't want to go to the gym because I feel intimidated and like da 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 so I feel like yoga is a really good alternative to where like you don't have to feel like you have to be at a certain level you know what I mean right yeah and I like because I haven't taken a that was the first time I took like a formal yoga class Mm-hmm. And I like the way that the different poses really like um, fed into each other as far as like flow goes. Flowed. Stop. Hence the name of the class. <laughs> anyway, because like, you know, certain movements that like were more difficult to do because you hadn't stretched out that particular part as much like as like for the repetition was going on, like it was easier to do mm-hmm. because we're more stretched out at that point. Mm hmm. But yeah, it was it was an overall interesting experience. I want to do it again, but indoors to actually like get an accurate feeling on how I liked it. I feel that. I agree. And we yeah. will. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Ultimately a good day. Although towards the end of the day on Saturday and then basically all day on Sunday, I was super cranky. Mm. I was so tired. I'm just like, I can't do any of this anymore. Well, probably not a great idea to just do an entire day of activity. Well, see, that's the thing, right? Like, you know, all this time spent in quarantine, like you don't have as much tolerance for the sort of stuff anymore. Right. Maybe it's also because we're just getting older. I don't know. Not that we're that old because we're definitely not. But I'm just kind of like, am I just breaking down a little bit? I can't. I don't have the energy that I used to have probably a combination i would say Ugh, but anyway anything anyway. else in your updates um no that's pretty much it it was it was a good two weekends though and i tell you it's so dumb that entire time i put off doing my laundry for like two weeks so i did all my laundry yesterday i spent <laughs> a really long time putting that all away and it made me really upset i hate laundry most of all it probably did not add to the crankiness i'm sure but anyway, so that was my week. Good times. But now let's get into the meat of what we're here to do. All right. So to explain a little bit of context here, what we're going to be doing. So we're going to be ranking Marvel movies. So as one can imagine, there are a lot of Marvel movies out there. So like when we say that Marvel movies, we mean the movies that they made that are in the different quote-unquote phases that they've been like planning out for years. So the phase starting out with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, maybe people don't know this as much, but there are other actual Marvel movies that were made before. Like, you know, original, and by say original, I mean original to our generation, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. And like, technically Blade is a Marvel movie. Fantastic Four. Yeah, all that stuff. So we're not talking about those. We're talking about the Avengers phased universe. Right. So, and because it's such a daunting list to rank out just, you know, by itself, what I, and what we decided that we do is we're going to rank the movies within the different phases that they were released in. And then we'll do some other fun rankings at the end after we rank those phases. We shall begin at phase one, which is, and I'll list out the, we'll list out the movies in each phase. So in phase one, we got Iron Man, which was released in 2008, Incredible Hulk, which was also released in 2008. And that one is the Incredible Hulk that features Edward Norton. So Drea's homeboy. Love him. Then we got Iron Man 2 in 2010, Thor in 2011, 
Captain America the First Avenger also in 2011. And then rounding out the end of phase one is the first Avengers movie in 2012. All right, let's hear it, Drea. How do you rank phase one of the Marvel movie franchise? Okay, should I rank like one to six or six to one? Either way is fine. I think actually six to one might be fun. Okay, so no shocker here. My number six movie, The Incredible Hulk. Oh, sure. Yeah. And how could it not be? (laughs) Because, I mean, I love Edward Norton. Don't get me wrong. Fight Club is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm -hmm. But it just, it's just, nobody cares about this movie, (laughs) to put it nicely. Like, it is the most boring out of the bunch. And he's also not even the Hulk that continues on. Like, eventually it's Mark Ruffalo and it's just like, okay, who's Edward Norton? most people don't even know that this movie is considered canon among the like Avenger universe. So that's my number six. Do you want to say your number six or should we just all mine or do you want to go back and forth? Um, Actually let's, let's do that. We'll do the first one. We'll do, I'll say my number six and then we'll just go up. Okay. That sounds fun. So also unsurprisingly, my number six is also the Incredible Hulk <laughs> for, I mean, a ton of reasons. One, just like in general, it's out of all the movies in this list in the phase one, it's just the least strong. Mm-hmm. Like there's no two ways about it. It's just the, you know, the weakest movie there. And that's, it is what it is. I also don't particularly, you know, care for Edward Norton. Like he's fine, but I never particularly enjoyed anything he's been in besides, I mean, I like the illusionist. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. The illusionist but, is good. But yeah. So I didn't really love that. Didn't really love Liv Tyler as the love interest either. Like the whole movie is just kind of whatever to me. I mean, it's definitely better than the Eric Bana Hulk, which was made, I think, in 2005, maybe. But anyway, not really great movie. I'd love to see a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie. That'd be awesome. But we'll see how that goes. Anyway, what's your number five? I think, sorry, right before I get to number five, I think there was like rumors that they were thinking about making a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie. And it's supposed to take place in the time period after, um, what is that? Age of Ultron? and uh thor ragnarok oh so when he's missing when he's missing yeah okay cool i think it's interesting and i would definitely watch that movie but anyway okay my number five and here's a hot take (laughs) captain america the first avenger we're just going to take a moment to clap there guys clap for andrea magical oh that is the most amazing thing i've ever heard i love it it is just Here's the thing, my husband included, everyone and their mom loves Captain America. And I'm not saying I don't. I think he's great. He's grand. But I just don't think that his movies are that good. Well, I take that back. I'm not even going to get into it. I don't think this movie <laughs> is that good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just... <sighs> I like his character progression. I really like him at the end of the series and Endgame. I think that Captain America is like a stellar character but at this point he's such a goody goody play by the book like soldier warrior and I'm just like ugh, like you know just whatever man you know like I just I guess people really respect him for like oh like America pride I am not into it like I'm just like it's too corny for me I'm not a fan I love that answer so much. I really do. (laughs) And here's the funny thing about my number five is that actually when I first did this rankings for myself, Mm -hmm. I had Captain America, the first Avenger and another movie tied for fourth, actually. Okay. Because I was kind of like 
feeling just I had my different like misgivings about both of them but ultimately I actually put Iron Man 2 in the fifth spot Ooh, hot take hot although I feel like I totally agree with you by the Mm -hmm. way Andrea about your you know whole take on Captain America I totally agree Mm -hmm. um one thing I will say so I put Iron Man 2 in the fifth spot ranking really if I I I would have just kept it tied for four just because here's the thing it's like I don't really like the Iron Man sequels a ton okay I feel like they fall into like the typical sequel thing where they're just kind of like whatever like they kind of are you know lukewarm watered down all that stuff Mm -hmm. respect I mean so it just didn't really do a ton for me. The uh, bad guy in it was super annoying. Well, not like Mickey Rourke, like the other guy who was pulling the strings, that guy. Oh, uh, Hammer? Yeah, Hammer. He was pretty okay. annoying. Yeah, he is but very annoying. It does get a good opportunity, though, for you get to get introduced to Black Widow. So that's cool. But ultimately, it's not like an amazing movie. But I guess since since I already said there was a tie... I'll say then that my number four was Captain America mm-hmm. for all of the reasons that you said. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say that the first Captain America movie to me was the best one of his, you know, movie series. Like really? His, to me, yes. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to that comment later. So what's your number four? <laughs> my <laughs> number four. <laughs> dun, 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 Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> so funny you should say it um i actually enjoy iron man too but that also goes to say that i enjoy a lot of the movies in this phase so it yeah i agree with you like it, as far as sequels go it's not that great and i feel like as the sequels progress for iron man they get progressively worse yeah. um but this one i still feel is like it's not that great but it's still enjoyable I don't mind watching it. Is it my first choice? Not so much, but I don't necessarily have anything negative to say about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's yeah. Fine. Like it's just there. Right. Yeah. And I definitely think that um, Tony Stark is like annoying in this movie in a way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a good, it, it like has to happen in order for one black widow to be introduced Two, you see, um, what's his face, Nick Fury come in, and three, you get introduced to War Machine. So, like, it's yeah. a very pivotal movie in terms of introducing new characters into the storyline. But um, yeah, it could have been a little bit better in terms of like the villain. Yeah, yeah, totally true. Awesome. But yeah, let's um, since we've kind of flip flopped here, let's hear your number three. Number three, I have the Avengers. I also have the Avengers for number three. That's good. I like this. <laughs> All right. Say your reasoning. So I think that the Avengers is a pretty good movie overall. Like I'm, I'm into it. Like I really yeah. am. So, you know, it was really cool for like the first time ever to see all these heroes on, you know, in one movie. That mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. to like see all these different people come in it was, I think that was the introduction to uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner mm-hmm. which is awesome because he's my favorite Hulk to date mm-hmm. so like that adds in like a really cool thing I really like the way that 
you know, they all banter together. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of fun just in general. And, you know, it's one of those, like, really awesome movies. Like, you see all these, like, characters that you really like all together, like, doing some cool stuff. So I'm just like, this is nice. I enjoy it. I don't think it's, you know, as strong as some of the standalone first movies that are in this first phase list because there's some really strong contenders that we both haven't said yet. They're, you know, in the one or two spots. Mm -hmm. So... I think if it was in a different phase, then maybe it would be ranked differently because there's a lot more um, there's a lot more sequels, you know, in the other phases. But it's really strong. I like it. There's a lot of good moments in it. And then Loki being the bad guy was a really good one too. Bringing him back as one of the main bad guys is awesome. And then I'm pretty sure, like towards the end there, like in the the after credits things is like when you first get the hint of Thanos yes uh-huh so it's just kind of like it's a good way to end that chapter that phase of Marvel by giving you a little sprinkling of what's to come yeah I 100% agree Alex I think that it is very fun like I'm a big fan obviously of like the X-Men and I feel like a lot of the reason I really enjoy that is to see like the plethora of different like superheroes working together towards like the greater good whatever so any movie where like superheroes come together and they're all like working together is very exciting to me so seeing this movie with like you know all like at this point all the characters that had the standalone movies come together and start fighting it was very very fun I have literally nothing bad to say about this movie I wish like you said if it was in like phase two this would be my number one for sure right yeah but being that it's in phase one with like some good contenders it has to be three because I feel like there's like you can't make a superhero movie where you're bringing in a group of superheroes together be above the introduction to like those superheroes you know what I'm saying yeah if you were intro to them how can you even like them in like the together movie I don't know if that makes sense, like the words coming out of my mouth, but I think you get what I'm saying. It makes sense to me. No, totally, because it's kind of like you can't have this Avengers movie without the stuff that precedes it, right? So like, you know, really like one of the ones like obviously we might not feel the same way about top two. I think that we might have, we might have flip-flopped going Mm -hmm. forward here. Mm -hmm. I really think that we have, but it's like, you know Iron Man started the whole thing so like you can't like that needs to rank somewhere higher I think than absolutely but I feel like I know someone who would say like oh no like Avengers like all the way blah 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 but anyway point being we agree we might not agree on our number two but go for it say your number two (laughs) I'm curious okay my number two and this was so hard for me because I was I was like you with the whole like tied for number four but for me it was tied for number one because these two movies are like so good and they're so my favorite I can respect that Uh, so my number two I ultimately went with Thor shook you guys I am shook <laughs> that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard we we did it. our top three is the same man <laughs> we did it we did it, we did it. <laughs> wait no amazing oh all right let's hear it okay so oh god it was so hard and I know Alex is shooketh because I love Chris Hemsworth and you I love, love Thor because what's not to love, man? He's the what's hottest. Not to love? He's he's so hot. He's so funny. He's so likable. His character development is out of this world. I mean, like a character development and character like crumbling is out of this world. Um, and I think that Thor is enjoyable. <laughs> it is my most rewatched movie, or like one of my most rewatched movies out of all the Avengers movies. Um, I feel like the visuals in this movie are probably some of my favorite out of 
all of the movies like any time that they're in Asgard the Rainbow Bridge Heimdall like they're all so amazing like I just I love it when they go to like the um where is it that planet where like they like have the fight in the beginning with the snow giants ice giants or whatever they are frost giants I think frost giants that's the word well whatever that planet is like when they go there the whole fight like I just feel like the visuals and the fight scenes in this movie are like so good and Thor learning like I, I just really like the story arc of like him having to become worthy like you're not just a hero mm-hmm. because you're born a hero you know like you have to be worthy of being a hero and I just love that story arc like I just I really think that the the storytelling in this movie is just phenomenal yeah how about you what do you think so definitely super agree with everything that you said I love Thor's character development in this movie mm-hmm. like you know he has to really learn something he has to struggle and then also there's a super iconic you know him drinking the coffee and then going <laughs> and saying another because like you, who yeah. hasn't done that who hasn't reenacted that kind of like said, another <laughs> you know that was unscripted I bet it was. Yeah, like he was just supposed to say like another and like you know announce it, but then he like had the 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 mug in his hand. He was just like another and like threw it on the ground, and all the reactions like Darcy and everyone's like scream like that was like authentic. Oh man, <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, so like some really good, just funny moments, some just really good character development. Although I feel like that besides Fat Thor, Fat Thor, that's the worst his character looked because like his <laughs> hair was way too bleached. <laughs> And, like, yeah. his eyebrows are, like, basically, like, white almost. Yeah. So I did love that. But, like, just love, you know, the whole thing with that. You know, Loki's a really great villain. So gotta love that. Um, Handel's really cool. Bringing in Idris Alba into the, the fold. Awesome. Amazing. So there's nothing to, there's nothing to hate about this movie. It's a great movie. It's and I think that it could only be taken out by the movie that comes above it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly, Alex. And that's why I had such a hard time placing it as my number two, because you can't not place Iron Man as number one. Right. Especially the Next. first Iron Man. It is just... Because, like, you think... Because yeah, you think about, like, the time that it came out in, right? Like, I felt... I feel like just like, you know, how it was made, the special effects that it used and all that stuff, I felt like it was kind of a pioneer for movies at that time. Absolutely. Because all this really cool special effects and the tech stuff and like just how it was, it was visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that they used in this movie, like the whole interface with Jarvis and then all that stuff, like it was just the coolest movie that you've ever seen. Like I, rem- I, can rem- I can still remember sitting in the movie theater watching it. You know, not that I don't remember other movies that I've watched, but like this has a very special impression on my brain where I'm just kind of like, I'm witnessing something super cool and super unique. And it was the, you know, the start of this entire movie franchise. And, you know, talk about character development. Oh, yeah. Tony Stark was so depraved as a human being. And then, you know, he goes through what he goes through in the cave and whatever. And like he becomes a whole new person and becomes the hero that we want him to be. Mm -hmm. Well, still at the same time, being super hilarious Mm -hmm. because I just think that Tony Stark is hilarious he's just so great and I think that the way that he's you know full of himself and whatever is hilarious I I love it and like Uh, Obadiah Stane as like a bad guy he's a really dope bad guy he's a really cool bad guy I love the way that they riff off each other and stuff 
the whole thing was just amazing all the characters were great and it's the godfather of the whole thing you can't have this franchise without iron man you really can't and i think you said it best alex like literally like it was a turning point for these marvel movies and i would go as far as to say like action movies and superhero movies in general like it's just the way and i've actually said this recently when i was watching wonder woman a what is it 18 whatever or what 1984 whatever 1984 um and like i i i I didn't love that movie i thought it was okay but one of the things that like I specifically did not like about that movie and I said this time and time again to whoever would listen to me was that like as much as I love Gal Gadot and as much as I wanted to be rah-rah behind like a you know a female superhero and like a female-led movie DC directors producers the studio as a whole cannot perfect a fight scene quite like Marvel can Mm-hmm. like in all the scenes with like Gal Gadot like doing her like fight moves and everything like it was just it's it, you can tell it was acting versus things like this movie like Iron Man specifically like you know being that it was the first one that was made it was a while ago like it was before like they really had like all the CGI and special effects like really figured out and mm-hmm. yet the whole movie is so believable like it looks like it's really happening right yeah absolutely and well, like, it's, it's, just, the- it's crazy yeah, it's also one of those things, right? Like, I think that the hallmark of a really good, like, superhero movie is, like, making you of the opinion that no other actor can play this part. Absolutely. So, like, the only Iron Man there could ever be in my mind is Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. In the same way that the only Thor can be Chris oh. Hemsworth. <laughs> and the they're going to say Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah, the only Wolverine can be Hugh Jackman. The yeah. only Captain Amer- even I don't like Captain America, but I only want him to be Chris Hemsworth. Mm. You mean no, Chris, sorry, not Chris, Chris uh, Evans? Evans, yeah, they're right. Sorry, yeah. Chris Evans. Like you know, they've done a really good job of being like, I only want these actors to play these heroes. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, for the most part, like Spider Man. Obviously, we've already gone over. We've, how we've had to accept that. that. <laughs> yeah i thought i really like tom holland as spider-man i really do but i, I feel like too. there's there's a not i don't love him as much like he doesn't take over my entire heart as far as spider-man goes because but we like, had andrew garfield <laughs> right exactly but for like the most part like all the main avengers like they could only be played by the actors they've been played as whereas like in the dc universe of movies I can be fine if they change up the actors in it. Like if Gal isn't going to be playing Wonder Woman anymore, I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah, I, I totally get that, Alex. And I agree with you entirely. I think Marvel has done a really great job at copywriting the actor to the character. Yeah, just kind of like, well, the story's dead forever now. Like now that, you know, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen, you know, Endgame. And don't know that Iron Man's dead now. Who are you if you haven't? Okay, we have taken so long on phase one though. Let's let's move on to phase two. Um, Alex, what is your number six? Oh, let actually let's first read out the movies in phase two. All right. So in phase two, um, we have the first one that came out, Iron Man three, which debuted in 2013. Thor: The Dark World, also in 2013. Captain America: The Winter Soldier, 2014. Guardians of the Galaxy, ooh, a new one in the mix, 2014. 
Avengers Age of Ultron 2015 and lastly Ant-Man the first one 2015 yes and this is really the start of something that I'm just, I'm just gonna put this out right now this is really the start of something where it's so crazy to think because it's been a while since we've had I feel like a big you know Marvel movie come out mm-hmm. but it's crazy to think that more than one Marvel movie was premiering in a year. Yeah, that's a wild thought for sure. Because like in phase three, there's a ton within, you know, a span of one year that's coming out. So we'll get to that one later. But like, you know, just having Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy come out in the same year is crazy. Especially since like it does like when I'm thinking back, it doesn't register even in my mind that way. Yeah. But anyway, so number six. And I don't have any regrets saying this because I feel like to me it's the obvious choice. Number <laughs> I'm six gonna agree with you. It's Iron Man three. Oh, okay. I did not agree with you on this really? one. Okay. Go on, explain. Oh, Iron Man three was so annoying to me. Oh my goodness, especially since like I felt like I was a little bit disappointed by Iron Man two. Like there was some a lot of redeeming points in Iron Man two, but Iron Man three is really like tough for me to watch mostly because they gave Tony really intense PTSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he's suffering with for a majority of the movie. And I'm just kind of like, bro, please relax. Mm-hmm. I think the only really redeeming part of that movie to me is when like they reveal like the bad guy to be like a figurehead at the end, like the yeah. actor playing the bad guy. He's really funny. Yeah. Once they reveal that he's not the bad guy anymore, and he's just like, you know, playing around or whatever. He's really funny. I agree. But other than that, it really just didn't do a ton for me. And then, you know, the whole Tony and Pepper fighting dynamic was just really annoying. I didn't need that there Mm -hmm. and all this whatever. So it just, I didn't really like it, especially since I loved Iron Man so much. Yeah. That that movie was a disappointment. But now I'm really curious to hear what your number six was. Okay. It's really funny because when you're just like, and no shocker here, I really thought you were going to say my number six, because in my opinion, this is a no shocker here, Uh but my number six is Avengers Age of Ultron. Interesting. I hate this movie. I (laughs) will go as far as to say I hate this movie. I think it's awful. I think it's the by far out of every single movie that was made by Avengers. This one was the single worst one, like out of every single one of them. Okay, so I'm going to let you get to that in a second, like really unpack that. But I will say that like if I was doing the tie things, because I'm trying not to really do the tie things here. Okay. If I was going to do the ties, I would actually do a three-way tie for last between Iron Man 3, (laughs) Age of Ultron, and then a different movie. So I get you. I really do get you because I didn't like it either. But continue with what you're going to say. It's really funny you say that, Alex, because I agree with you entirely. I feel like phase two is the absolute worst phase out of all of them. I Uh had the most... Like, I actually liked two movies in this section and every other one, I was just like, they all suck. Um, but yeah, Age of Ultron, it's just, it's just, it's a stressful movie. There's nothing that's fun about it. Like, it literally off the get-go, like, you know, to- uh, Tony Stark is being, like, addressed. Or no, 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 this is, that's a different movie. But, like, um, the whole, like, Wanda Maximoff and Pietro. yeah dynamic of like them being bad which they are bad like they are bad in x-men but like the way that they introduce them as bad and then like at the end how wanda becomes part of the crew and how pietro dies for hawkeye and how they just like like ultron is just such this like ugly character like how he 
destroys Jarvis and just mm-hmm. everything about it. Like everything about this movie is uncomfortable for me. There's nothing fun or like Avengers raw raw about it. Like I just hate it. Like nothing about it is a fun watch to me. Right. I don't disagree with you. However, obviously I disagreed with you on it being the first one. Right. Right. <laughs> so okay, cool. So moving on to number five then. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I feel like I don't know where this is going to land on your list because I do agree that there's only a certain amount of tolerable ones within phase two. Mm-hmm. I think but I know my, what you're going to say. My number, five, my number five is Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. That what I thought. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, in general, don't really like Captain America that much. This movie didn't really do a ton for me. I don't really have like a lot to say about it. I mean, oh, hey, Bucky's back. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex. So Captain America Winter Soldier is also my number five. Ooh. And ex- exactly what you're saying. Like, I really don't have much to say about it because I've watched it once because it just wasn't exciting for me. And to me, like, it's the precursor of a lot of really annoying things later. Like, this is yeah. the start of something annoying. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do like Bucky as a character. Like, I really like him. Yeah. Um, but this movie is just boring. Like, it's just such a boy movie. You know what I mean? And correct me if I'm wrong. This is actually the first intro to Black Panther. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. No. For- Isn't it? No, wait. No, I'm no, wrong. It's Civil no, War. It's, yeah, it's Civil War. But I will say that we did miss back in the phase one that Thor was the first intro to Hawkeye, which is another really right. great thing about it. It's just like, right. hey, there's Hawkeye. But anyway. So quick, but it was. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Bucky being back. Yay. <laughs> okay. Number four. Age of Ultron. No. No. Oh not. my God. How high did Age of Ultron get on your list, Alex? So ant-man is in my number four mostly because it's so benign to me it's like it's just whatever like it's funny and they're really funny parts of this right like Uh i could not stop laughing when oh my goodness what's his name why can't i remember his name right now the actor who plays the old man the old oh uh douglas yeah michael douglas michael douglas he is hilarious i love his one-liners so much Mm -hmm. and him calling uh what's his face's friends a bunch of wombats is hilarious <laughs> to me mm-hmm. i died each time i'd watch that part mm-hmm. but the thing is like it didn't really feel like a very good superhero movie to me especially even as a first one like the introductory one mm-hmm. just because it's more of just a comedy to me than it is a superhero movie sure and it definitely is a superhero movie but i'm just kind of like i think that of the introductory hero movies this is the weakest one we all are familiar with your opinions on ant-man alex <laughs> we all I'm not saying it was a bad movie Ant-Man. um okay that's fair so that was what your number four you said yeah and okay. you know what you're right i should have placed age ultron lower actually i'm gonna place that one as number four really <laughs> if i'm gonna be honest and ant-man is number three i think i just had a problem placing ant-man higher because it's more of a comedy to me I'll go real quick and on Age of Ultron because I'm placing that as my new number four. Sure. Because it's all the things that you said it was. It was very stressful to watch, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And there's a a certain energy about Ultron and like his character that I think gets you really 
anxious and worked up because of the way he talks. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That just like is grating. It grates on you the entire movie and it gets you tense. And I also don't like it that it's a precursor to everyone hating on the Avengers for what happened to that city as if they could have done anything differently. Yeah, like, should they have just let him kill everyone instead? Like, yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> it's kind of like, how um, is this preferable to you? I don't understand what you really were expecting. Although I will say that the one shining moment of this movie is when they're all, um, they have like a really candid moment with all the characters when like they're having, like they're having drinks and whatever, just oh, like yeah. moving around and they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer. Yeah, that's a fun Like, scene. I really love that scene. I really hate losing Jarvis in that way. Like, I'm glad that uh, Paul Bettany, like, got a bigger role in getting to play Vision. However, you you miss, you miss Jarvis. Yeah. And that whole, like, that whole scene where um, Ultron is taking over, like, Jarvis's, like, control panel and everything, like, it's a very stressful scene. Like, I know they're all, they're AIs, like, they're not living things, but yeah. it it has like this kind of like visceral react or you have this kind of visceral reaction to it where it's just, you feel like you just feel wrong, you know, like you feel uncomfortable yeah. watching it. So yeah, I, I really like that scene where they're trying to lift the hammer, but like the scene that like goes right before it. And then the scene, how like, you know, the hammer situation ends with like Ultron dragging that body across the floor is just yeah. so uncomfortable. I hate it. Right. So all in all you have, you heard it here first, first, folks that i'm changing age of ultron to number four <laughs> and ant-man is number three for reasons i've already explained what is your what are we at now i'm at four still okay okay so my number four is thor the dark world i'm not surprised i know you don't like that movie which yeah like i love thor i've said it before he's one of my he's like probably my favorite avenger but this movie is just boring to me like i just don't like it i don't think it's directed well i don't think that they did as much with um the ether that they could have i feel like they could have made it like a very kind of like creepy-esque movie and i just don't feel like i don't get that vibe from it like it's just kind of cheesy to me and i don't know i don't like how natalie portman played such a huge role in this movie and then like literally is like cut out of the universe i don't know it's not my favorite so it warrants my fourth spot and then I'll go into my three since (laughs) we did your three also um my three in phase two is Iron Man three which I agree with you pretty high okay pretty high let me explain myself I agree with you it's definitely the worst of the Iron Mans however for the exact reason that you don't like it I feel like I kind of like it because so the whole PTSD thing that they like you know put on Tony it is very like upsetting and like difficult to watch. However, I like the realism that they attach to it because mm-hmm. like, I feel like how unrealistic is it that we see all these superhero movies and these people are killing people and they're like fighting like aliens and all this stuff. And then they just like keep going, you know, like it's never phasing them. They just keep going with like their hero life. And I feel like Tony going into outer space, you know, in Avengers when he like puts the freaking rocket out into the like, into the yeah. other world and then falls through the vortex and he sees like all this crazy things that are not earthly and then he basically almost dies he fought all these aliens in new york like it wouldn't make sense for him not to have ptsd mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i just feel like that take on it and like showing kind of like 
humanizing superheroes is kind of why I like that movie. And I don't think it was a good movie like that much. Like I think that the storyline lacked and I feel like uh, what's the bad guy? The, the, the guy that's like blowing up everyone. I feel like he wasn't that great. And like the whole pepper thing, like, yeah, not great either. But overall, I just, I appreciate the thought that went into like humanizing Tony as a, as a character. And I can respect that. I'm not mad at that reasoning. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay with me. Okay. What's your number two? And here's the thing is that I feel like I have to know what your rankings for one and two are, because if they're not the way that they, I think they are, I'm going to riot. That's going to be the hottest take ever. But anyway, so we're just moving <laughs> on. So number two for me actually was Thor The Dark World. Okay. And I just really enjoyed that movie. I think that, you know, since I loved Thor so much and that to me, this sequel didn't suck, just already places it pretty high for me. Okay. Just because I'm more predisposed to like it. Sure. Um, you know, it's really cool getting to see, you know, Thor and Jane come back together and then her get a little bit more involved in, you know, Asgard and all that stuff. And then, you know, we're bringing Loki back and we're having a lot of fun Loki times and breaking him out of prison and, you know, all this really cool stuff. Like, I like that, actually. Like, I felt like this is a pretty okay for a sequel. It was pretty good for a sequel. Um. I think that it probably wouldn't placed as high if it was in a different phase. Agreed. I think there was a lot of just not great things in this phase, like as far as the whole scope of movies, because there's so many movies in phase three. Yeah. So many. Yeah. So like, it's really kind of just like hard to, you know, say how it would place overall, but that's where it places for me just because it was pretty good compared to all the not so great stuff that came in that phase. Yeah, I feel you. And why don't you just go to your number one right now since, you know, you want to hear my one and two. <laughs> so you do your number one and then I'll do my two and one. All right. So my number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So this was a great movie. I think to anyone who likes classic rock songs is going to be just kind of like, this is a really good movie. This is a good superhero movie to have all these like really, this is a dope soundtrack. Uh-huh. It just is great. Uh-huh. And then, you know, getting to like meet the whole gang that becomes the Guardians of the Galaxy. Quill is really funny and gotta love uh, Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. He's a really good Chris. There's At a lot the of good time. Anyway, I don't stand Chris Pratt anymore, but yeah, I did like him at this point. Anyway, so I really like uh, Quill. Quill's great. All really, all of them are hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's different to me in the sense of like, you know, also the characters in Ant-Man are hilarious, but like I'm able to take the, you know, characters in Guardians of the Galaxy more seriously. And it felt like their humor was more so like a side part and not like their main shtick. Sure. So really like Rocket, really like Drax. Drax is really funny. Love Drax is Gam- really funny. I love Gamora's uh, character development, you know, <laughs> because like you think that she's bad, but in reality, she's actually trying to do some really good things. Mm-hmm especially considering like the environment she grew up in so that's really good and then you know it's just a really cool it's something new because I feel like a lot of the other movies in this list is not a lot of new material and Mm -hmm. not enough newcomers in here Mm -hmm. so it's just like a breath of fresh air like oh this is an interesting new thing to see I agree with that anyway so let me hear it okay so my number one and two I had a hard time choosing, like I wanted to rank them both one, but ultimately 
I decided to rate them one and two based off of their rewatchability factor for me. Mm-hmm. So that being said, <laughs> my number oh. two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Shut up. <laughs> because exactly for the same reasons you said i think it was great i think all the characters are super fun i like you know i like it when there's like multiple superheroes working together i really like zoe zaldana's like gamora character Mm -hmm. um it's really fun it's like good i think it's it's good i thought the storyline was really like solid which brings me to our number one which is i can't believe ant-man's at the top of phase two that's I love Ant-Man. I love Ant-Man. I love his character. I love all his movies. I think he's funny. And like, yeah, I agree with you. It's like borderline a comedy, but like, who cares? Like it's a comedy mixed with, you know, like little action, like heist movie. And I feel like that's really fun to me. I really like the villain. I liked how they kind of incorporated this whole like double agent sort of character in um, what's her face, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked how they incorporated kind of like the dynamics of his family life and how, you know, he has a kid, but like he's divorced and like the new dad is around and it's just kind of, I like that dynamic. Like I like how it shows like, once again, like it humanizes these characters. Like it's not just all hunky dory for them. Like they all struggle also. And I really like in the beginning how it's like when he was in prison and he got out and he was like, oh, well I have like an engineering degree. I won't have a hard time finding a job. And then he's working at Baskin Robbins. You know? Like yeah. I just, I just love how realistic it is to me. Like I just feel like this is a believable character, and he's like, he's like relatable because he really isn't anything special. Like he doesn't have superpowers. He works his way into like having this super ability, you know, through his smarts. Mm-hmm. And I just like that. Like, I just think it's a fun movie and I like Paul Rudd as a character. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Well, uh, I mean, I, w- I can't give you too much flack for that as like a hot take because I feel like I have a number of hot takes in phase three. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, we just talked about all of our phase two favorites, not so favorites. Obviously, phase two, we have really complicated feelings about just because there's just a lot of weird middle of the pack movies in there. I mean, Marvel is probably still trying to get, you know, get the let out a little bit, trying to like really find what they're going for here. Mm-hmm. But instead of going into phase three right away, we're actually going to save that for the next episode just because it's a gigantic list of movies. We're going to have a lot to discuss as far as that goes. So we're going to actually leave it here and just leave you wanting a little bit more. So that being said, it was been really fun, I think, just getting to see how we actually pretty much agree on a lot of our rankings here. Maybe not like rank for rank. But we have the same general opinion of these for the most part. So that's good to see. <laughs> yeah, we definitely like a lot more than I thought we were going to. But let's see if we agree in phase three next week. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just have fun. Look forward to next week. It'll be full of, I'm sure, a lot of hot takes. Yes, a lot yeah. of different things that we don't agree on because statistically speaking, there's 11 movies in that list. So there's just a lot to disagree about there. But uh catch us on instagram tell us what you think so far of our rankings i'm sure that we probably have disagreed with you guys at some point here but yeah see you next week bye guys